0: Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 2nd of November, 2022. And on today's show, a big piece of news when it comes to the Big 12 television deal and expansion. We'll give you guys that coming up here. Also a look at the inaugural, or first at least for this year, college football playoff rankings that came out last night. Where did the Big 12 schools sit and uh, did one Big 12 school get screwed? All well, That's coming up on the show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Thank you guys for making us a part of your day. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. We just got over 2,500 subscribers, which is awesome. Let's now push for 3K. So if you guys have not subscribed already, Please do. Six days a week is this show. We talk everything from Big 12 football to television contracts to expansion, everything in between. So make sure you guys subscribe today um, and find us where you guys get your podcasts as well. So today's show was going to be a look at the college football playoff rankings, which is coming, and also a look at uh, the Texas-Kansas State game coming up. We'll do that tomorrow because this crossed my timeline this morning. And it's a very significant piece of Big 12 television news. We've got the kind of the general sense of what this Big 12 television contract is going to be with ESPN and Fox. But one big question I had and a lot of you all had was about the potential for adding schools and what financially that would look like. We got some answers today. This comes from Andrew Marchand. Uh, from the New York post. This is from the Martian and Oran sports media podcast. Give this a listen right here
1: in the ESPN part of the deal. If the big 12 was to bring schools or a school from a power five conference, there's only one conference that you could probably steal from at this point. That would be the pac 12. So if they were to bring in a pac 12 team, then that's when the pro rata comes in where they would pay just as much per team, they'd add that value to what they're paying now. If you brought in, let's say, for example, an Arizona or an Arizona State or Oregon or, or whomever, um, they would. So, but this is where it gets interesting. From my understanding, I don't think Fox is in alignment with that. And that makes some sense since ESPN is going to be getting the better games. So if they added better teams, that probably would favor ESPN, uh, even though I guess, you know, the long tail, would, it would also help Fox a little bit. So, the question is, if that were to happen, what happens, you know, and there's a little bit of um, some gray area here. And that really affects where college football is going. Because if they just, if they just add a Pac-12 team, uh, and you get the same amount of money, then expansion makes a lot of sense um, for the Big 12, and potentially for Pac-12 school. If you're only going to get let's say 63% of that 380 uh, with a new team. So 63% of the 380 added, then, uh, you know, how does that work?
0: So first things first, he said pro rata, for those of you guys who are not familiar, pro rata means at right. So if they were to add an add on basically, and I'm, I'm not sure what exactly the Latin is. I know we do have some people who are in the law side of things. So uh, I could even look it up now. But Uh, Pro rata in this case means add. Now, the big difference for this, um, and we talked about this in relation to the Big Ten deal, the Big Ten's television deal says this, that if they add Notre Dame, it's going to automatically escalate. If they add other teams, there will be a good faith conversation between uh, the league, the Big Ten, and the television partners about what will happen. Now, good faith can mean a lot of different things in different cases. This is different than that. Is This says explicitly for the Big 12, from the ESPN side of things, which makes it a little bit more complicated, but ESPN will match their portion of what they're paying per school uh, if you add a new one. So let's just say that at ESPN, this is not the exact number, guys. I'm just doing this for the sake of, of saying this. If ESPN is paying each school what equates to $30 million a year if they were to add Arizona, Utah, Colorado, uh, um, or Arizona State, any of those schools for each one they would add, ESPN would bump up that $30 million. Once again, that is not exactly what they're paying them. We're not sure what the exact, you know, exact figure is from each school to make that total of $380 million a year, but that is the situation. ESPN is holding up that end. They, they said they will do that per addition of power five school. So I know a lot of you all have said about Navy and SMU and San Diego State and Boise State. And no, not, they're not going to, they are not going to financially help the conference. At least it does not look like right now. Adding those schools will just tack on more money and also, I mean, you know, obviously with those, uh, there's more chances to go to bowl games. There's more chances, to go, more chances to go to the NCAA tournament, more playoff chances, whatever, whatever else is going to throw in there so it could help out in the back end. There you go. There's that. The holdup is this, is that Fox, who has got a lesser portion of the package, does not, is not agreed to that. So Andrew Marshan said there, look, if if both ESPN and Fox were going to match their shares per school's added, the math becomes really, really easy for um, it becomes very easy for these Pac-12 schools, right? If you're Arizona and you know that there's a guaranteed $31.6 million uh, bar, you know, that's the, that's the lower level or that's, that's the, the TV level you're going to get. That makes that decision pretty easy because you then go and compare what's being offered on the Pac-12 side of things and you can go and make that decision. All right. But that's not the case. If it were the case, guys, I mean, the Big 12 could be very aggressive in going after these schools. Um, They could be, and they probably are now, but they could be extra aggressive in that category. But because Fox is not willing to match, that causes a problem. Now, I don't think Fox um, and their hesitance to match will exclude the Big 12 from going after it. And here is here is why or completely going after Here is why. There are some ways, in my opinion at least, I think to make the money work. Now, I'm not a financial expert, all right? I do not pretend to be. But there are a few ways that you could still make this attractive. Number one, and we've talked about this, is that obviously what you would not do is add an Arizona or Arizona State or Utah or Colorado and make them take less money because it wouldn't be worth it for them to do. What you would do is you would, if, you know, if you're not getting the full value, let's just say they're promising Arizona, uh, you know, if you had Arizona on, they're going to get $25 million in revenue and everybody else getting 31.6. What you would do is you'd shift money to other schools everybody else will take a little bit less to get them to where they have to be, right? To make sure everything is even. So shifting that money around is number one thing you can do. To then number two, and this is where I think it's interesting, and some people might say, "No, I don't want my school to take less." Well, how much is the destabilizing of the Pac-12 worth? And once again, it's not something I take pleasure in doing. I don't love talking about the end of the Pac-12. It's not something that you know makes us all you know makes us all super happy. Some of you maybe, but there are. Fans of Stanford and well, not very many, but Cal and Washington State and Oregon State who love their school and love their programs and love the Pac-12 just as much as we do, and we don't obviously take uh, you know take a lot of pride in like you know trying to maybe they might but end this whole thing and try to make it over for the uh, Pac-12, make it a Power Four. But the reason why you could do that is you might take more, less money on the front end because if there's no Pac-12 on the back end and the back end here being in 2031, when this contract expires, the value of the big 12 has gone up. What is ESPN saying here that they want? They are saying they'll pay equal value for power five teams. So they're still searching for that power. And if you just add four more power five teams in 2031, you know, barring that they don't all just completely suck and the conference is still good. And Hey, I don't think that's the case. I think the basketball is still going to be great. I think the football is still going to be at a high level in 2031. You might make more money then because if you take those four schools, there might be one less game in town and you'd have to, this, this is going to be on Brett your mark and the folks, the big 12, they're going to have to convince Arizona and Utah and Colorado and Arizona state. And um, you know, maybe even Oregon and Washington, once again, that one feels maybe unlikely. I mean, I don't know. At this point in time, it does not seem like that the Big Ten is super interested at this moment adding those schools. Now, once again, the death nail is always if the Big Ten just came around and said, sure, we'll add you, that'd be great. Uh, you know, that could kill them. But but it it does feel like that the the Big 12, if they could eliminate them that way. They would raise their value then, and I think they could raise their per school value in 2031 or 2029 or whatever it is, whenever they're going to negotiate the next television contract. That would raise their value. So, And that is mentioned in the Oran and Marchand podcast. Folks, if you guys don't listen to them, you don't have to listen to the whole show, but there is a portion of their show that they spend every single week on this, on the big 12 and the PAC 12 media topics, because I think it does such good numbers for them. I mean, I understand why they do it. So that is, it, it's a risky move. It's a aggressive move. That the big 12 would have to take. It would involve some short-term loss. You know, you'd probably at that point, you'd maybe say, hey, that, you know, the distribution might be around, uh, you know, if, we're th- if we think all told the distribution money-wise, is going to be over 50 million, then maybe it settles around 50 to add those additional schools. Who knows though? Maybe when you jack up the playoff and you jack up the NCAA tournament, I know everybody else can get more money too, but that means you are also going to get more money uh on the back end there. So maybe it'll be profitable there. And those four schools are like, yeah, sure. I mean, let's join this league because we we'll are be part of a 16-team league that could have some really good value uh, you know, as a 16-team block. Next time the television contract comes up, and they're still they'd be considered part of the power five, right? They'd still be in that mix as part of the power five. And then I guess we'd jump to a power four type situation. So it's it's you know, um, all of this situation that we're talking about here is risk assessment, right? That's all Brett Yormark's been dealing with. Risk assessment in uh this has been a big topic going early for the deal, like they did or going late, right, or waiting to see what your value was in the back end. It seems like, generally speaking, people believe going early was the right move, so there's one kind of risk you went out there for. Um, I I, I have to think about it longer and harder, and maybe somebody in the chat could tell me here, I have a tough time seeing any downside to aggressively pushing for those four schools because unless a new conference forms – if you add those four schools, guys, we're talking about a six-team league. If you add two more schools from the Pac-12, it becomes an eight-team league. And they may have to expand there, but really how much value is there if they're adding a San Diego State and a Boise State or whoever else? There's really not a ton of value there. And is that league much more valuable? So if you got aggressive and you went after some of those schools, you know, I think maybe the Pac-12 going away is once again one of those things that makes the Big 12 more valuable because there is one less power conference out there now. And uh, while the Pac-12, you know, as its downfall, especially the back end, uh, these TV networks still want Power 5 content. That's the one plus for the Pac-12, right, is that these TV networks want the Power 5 content. The bad news for them is they want Power 5 schools, Them at this point adding in uh, G5 schools, you know the Big Twelve. It seems like they did it at the right time, right? They were still able to get an increase uh, on their revenues. But it seems like you know with this prorata clause, like ESPN specifically is asking for more value in that department. So there is a few ways that you have to do this. Everybody would kind of have to pitch in to help make the difference. Now, I think one part of this too is is interesting. Is I'm not sure when UCF. Houston, uh, um, Cincinnati, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF all get paid out in full. Sometimes it's a gradual step up, and I believe that's the way it works when they come here. Once again, have to wait and see. Uh, it's a gradual step up in revenue. I'm not sure when it's fully going to get paid out, but maybe you guys could use the you know the difference there until they get there to help pay out some of these schools. But once again, that's the risk they have to calculate. Will they be better off in 2016? If they add these schools now, because it sounds like you would be taking a short term financial hit for us as folks who, you know, who um, are excited about the league and its future. Sure. We love the sound of more schools. It's great. It expands the profile and it could be good in the back end. If you're a president or an athletic director at the current big 12 schools, I'm not going to fault you for thinking about the short term Uh thing and saying, well, do we want to give away some of the money that we're going to get to add these schools in right now when we could be doing more at the current facilities? And do we necessarily need these schools? So it's an interesting question, but but that's the avenue that I think it would take. That's like the number one way they can make this happen. Is everybody takes a little bit less for the next six years? And uh and, and once again, what does less mean? Right? When the CFP expands. And when the NCAA tournament physics, gets inevitably going to expand too. And, you know, uh, you add on bowl games as well. You add more schools, maybe more going to bowl games. We'll see obviously how that works out. But when you add in more schools, does that revenue jump with the way things are heading with it to where you're like, all right, we're not too upset about, uh, you know, taking that short term loss in terms of distributing money because we are going to make it up in the end. It's worth it once again in 2031, which look guys, I, I know it seems like it's kind of far away. It's really not right. I mean, you know, we're negotiating right now, 2022, a deal that kicks in in 2025, you know, it's about six years away we are from, you know, getting ready to negotiate the next deal. And if you're a 16 team league and you're one of the power four and we'll see how things keep rolling. You know, you, you kind of like your situation that you're in at that point in time, but that is kind of the number one path I see now is, it would involve you know, if, if you want to go right now to add those teams barring something different here, you'd have to distribute more money, and it would probably end up in a short-term loss in terms of what you were going to look at for potential long-term gain. But we've seen Brett Yormark, he is aggressive, and so that would kind of be maybe instructive about why they would go it now. A whole lot more angles to hit this from. We will be um continue to continuing to hit that, but. That is kind of the path that opened up for me with this news. Once again, the big news here being ESPN will match per Power 5 edition in a pro rata situation if you add somebody else on. Fox, not all the way there, wondering what that gap is. Because once again, ESPN paying the majority of the money. They have the big big package what would Fox do in this situation? What's the gap, and are the other schools okay with closing it if it means the conference looks better in twenty and twenty thirty one? And also, there's less competition in twenty thirty one. Once again, we really pitted the Big Twelve against the Pac twelve. That's kind of been the, the collision course here. If there's no Pac twelve, or it looks drastically different, and we'll see how how high a level of competition would be. If you took those schools away, it could be a calculated—it's a calculator risk for sure. We'll see if Brett Yormark uh, swings the fences. And also, another part of this too is, um, you know, the Pac-12 could come up with a television deal—that's 100% possible. The Pac-12 could come up with a television deal here that would make this a moot point, right? If they make so much per team, where going and taking less money in the short term makes no sense for these schools. Then they might not do it. Now, I think the one thing people are worried about if you're in the Pac 12 is you are worried about the um you are worried about the poaching that could come from the Big Ten. Once again, it seems quiet on that front right now, but but that's still in play. And so if you're talking about security, which conference feels the most secure right now, or I guess least secure, you'd have to say it's the Pac 12. They're sitting there without a deal. Another part of this, too, I forgot to mention is the big 12 is guaranteed to be on linear television. They are on Fox. They're on ESPN. They're on those places. Now it could, it could change because I know ESPN wants to go direct to consumers. So they want, you know, uh, they want to go, you know, around the cable, just send it straight to you. But ESPN is still ESPN. That brand carries a lot of weight. And so that's important. Fox still carries a lot of weight, Amazon college football is a is a journey into the unknown in terms of production value because you know the NFL is one thing in terms of viewership in terms of exposure what it does for recruiting it's all unknown so these are all the factors being weighed right the Big Twelve is weighing um, short term loss for long term gain maybe to get rid of a opponent the Pac twelve is trying to weigh short term deal. Uh, you know, long term security, how much money they can get. These Pac-12 teams are going to have to weigh. Well, the Big 12 looks more secure. Also, I like where their games are being shown ESPN and Fox. And uh, do they want to be on streamers? So the options have now opened up. But but I will say. With this pro rata not being all the way around matched, it's not all the way even, it does create a bit of a more difficult situation. It's not just an easy pull. Going back to circle around and finish off this conversation, if Fox and ESPN had agreed to match $31.6 million in television revenue per school added, you know, just to make that sum total, it's a pretty easy evaluation for those Pac-12 schools, right? You look at what's being offered to them and what the Big 12 offers and is it worth it to you? Now, if you have to make sure, you know, if everybody's taking a little bit less than that and the Pac-12 can get around that or more than that, that becomes an easier decision. Once again, I think it's a really short-term deal. We see the Pac-12 Inc. I don't think it closes the door on expansion at all for the Big 12. But, but I think as it sits right now, the Big 12's avenue to getting more power five teams is a challenging one, but it is one that is available. And I think this pro clause shows you that path. But I'm just wondering if the pac you know, and, and I don't know about the numbers right now for the Pac-12, John Oran's been pretty high from the Sports Business Journal who broke the news with the Big 12 about the Pac-12's value. I don't have enough information on that. From what it sounds like, though, they're going to be enough in the ballpark this round to make it okay. But that's 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 all that once again is still to be figured out. But there is an avenue now for the Big 12 to add Power Five schools. We know what it looks like, and maybe maybe one more part of this, if Brett you know, Mark and Duke can do some convincing of Fox to get them on board, uh, you know, to say, hey, give us a little more here, give us a little more here, you know, uh, in terms of matching. That'd be an interesting situation, but it's all really exciting. I thought this was a huge piece of news that we had to talk about because this pro clause does kind of lay out what it would look like for them to add another team and the financial situation it would put them in. Short-term deal, six years, not going to hamstring you for a long time, but it is a short-term loss uh, that, that you're wondering what that makes it look like if you're stacking them up then against the PAC 12. So I would say overall, Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with a home security system but have been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Big 12 listeners can order the number 1 rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. You won't want to miss it and here is why you should. I love it, I use it, It's a great way to protect your home and protect your family as well. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify that threats are real so they can get you priority police response. Once again, don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new SimpliSafe system. At simplysafe.com slash locked on. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on. There's no safe like simply safe. Pathway is clear now for adding a team, but I would say because it's going to lessen the value of the league, uh, for each team for the league, it it is an advantage for the Pac 12 in this situation because they it would then lower that target for each team to make money with, right? All right. Well, of each team now, it went from 31 6 to uh, let's just say twenty eight per year in terms of television revenue. and that, thats what we have to eclipse. We have to eclipse twenty eight. That becomes a lot easier. that becomes easier, obviously than it is for you know to do thirty one point six. So that is kind of the math now that is involved. Don't have the specific numbers, right? We don't have that uh, about, you know what portions being paid out by who? And so that's 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 part of this. I wish we could figure out. Maybe with John Warren and Andrew Marshall we'll will have some more info on that. All right. Let's hit now the college football playoff rankings from last night. The first rankings of the season came out yesterday. Taking a look right now at these Tennessee, Ohio state, Georgia, and Clemson, your top four, Michigan, five, Bama, five, Uh, TCU, or excuse me, Bama, five, Bama, six, TCU, seven, Oregon, eight, USC, nine LSU, 10 Ole Miss, 11. UCLA, 12. Kansas State, 13. Utah, 14. Penn State, 15. Illinois, 16. Carolina is 17. Oklahoma State is 18. Tulane, 19. Syracuse, 20. Uh, Wake Forest is 21. State is 22. NC State, that is. Oregon State is 23. Texas, 24. And UCF is number 25. So the big conversation, I think, in our neck of the woods has come down to really That six and that seven spot, Alabama ahead of TCU. And we saw a comment made, um, Boo Corrigan made a comment about how and why that TCU is behind uh, Alabama. And I thought that comment was very, very telling because it really was a whole lot of nothing. What Boo Corrigan basically said And this explanation, Ross Dellinger tweeted this out. This is also on television as well. He basically said, we're looking for balanced teams, offense and defense. They've gotten behind in games. Well, uh, that to me is a bad excuse because they've gotten behind in games and they've won all those games. Alabama has gotten behind in games. They have not won all those games. TCU has played close games. They played a very close game against uh, Kansas, which was a close game. They won by seven. They played a close game with Kansas State, won by 10. They played a close game with Oklahoma State, won by, what was it, three in overtime, right? They played a close game with West Virginia, won by 10. Sure, they're playing close games. They're winning all those games. Alabama has played close games as well. They have not won all of them. They beat Texas in a close game. They beat Texas A&M in a close game, which is not that impressive. And they beat Tennessee, or they lost Tennessee, excuse me, In a close game, well, a loss is a loss, right? So we're talking about well, some teams have close games, some teams have you know uh, not uh, not close games. Sure, Alabama's had a few more blowouts along the way, but I mean it's not like TCU's not had any, right? They did blow out Colorado in the end of that game. That color is bad, they did anyway. I mean, that they're basically equivalent to Vanderbilt. They did blow out SMU. They uh well, no, and then ends up being eight points. It's not blowout, but they they paced that game. Let's be honest, they're in control. They blew out Oklahoma, that's for damn sure, right? That was a uh that was a cakewalk in the park for them in that game. So if you're looking at, at at that, you know, those resumes, like you know, who played closer games, sure, TCU's played a few more closer games, but are we talking about who's playing close games now? They won. We know TCU's defense is flawed, sure. But they played a bunch of ranked teams. And look, not in the committee's rankings, obviously. It's not fair. But Kansas was ranked at the time. They beat them. Oklahoma was ranked at the time. That was not a football game. That was a a dog walking. That was a boat racing, right? Kansas State was ranked. They beat them. Oklahoma State was a top 10 team. They beat them. So they should be rewarded for running that gauntlet and they're behind a team with one loss. Now, albeit it's the number 1 team in the country in the Alabama Crimson Tide, so there is that consideration or excuse me, the Tennessee Volunteers, but in that in that situation that consideration, why is that uh, why are they being put ahead? Also with opportunities against number 10 LSU, number 11 Ole Miss, like it would seem now hard for TCU to jump an undefeated team although they've got difficult games left. I know Texas is ranked, and that's going to help TCU, but the problem is Texas being ranked right now almost helps Alabama's evaluation more than it helps TCU. Why? Because Alabama already went, owns that win over Texas. And look, this a lot of this stuff will become a, mute, a, a moot point. That's not really what we're talking about here, though, right now. Uh, just because down the line it might not be a relevant point does not mean that right now – it is not a relevant point. The ends justifying the means, all that kind of stuff, right? It, it's you know some of these conversations for post seasons in college sports kind of remind me uh, in the NCAA tournament. I'll use a team my parents went both went to VCU, They're both fans the VCU Rams, um, and I, I had season tickets the other They went to the Final Four. They were you know not bright in your cheap seats. That team wasn't good though. That team was not very good. Now. They really put their foot on the pedal and beat some really uh, good basketball teams in the NCAA tournament. That is a team that on selection Sunday didn't even meet because they didn't think they were going to get in and they shouldn't have gotten in and they got in good with them making the most of it. But just because they made the final four does not mean that was an NCAA tournament team during the season. We have to evaluate you off what your resume is. Also, we're talking balance here. You know how balanced the team is committing a ton of penalties um, how balanced is a team that seems very reliant on two offensive players in Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs for a majority of what you're doing, right? How balanced is a team that on defense uh, seems questionable? They played the you know one of the best offenses in the country, obviously, but gave up a 50 spot in that game. So you have to ask yourself like how balanced is it really when it seems like uh, what's happening is the uh, Alabama is really, really depending on uh you know individual players to make things happen. I mean Bryce Young goes out there and you know solely wins them that game against uh against Texas, right? That that game was ugly against Texas AM. I know obviously you know Bryce Young not playing all, but whatever too. Uh or I forgot if he played in that game. I'm not even sure it doesn't really matter. That game was close and we you know it's Alabama, it's always a machine, whatever it is. Not saying Alabama is not good. They probably deserve to be the 7th ranked team in the country. But this this is not a question of hey, would team X beat team Y on a neutral field? That's not what we're doing here. We're stacking up resumes. Resumes are what we have to go off of. And right now, I think it's you know, it's not like it's some country mile, but I think you can make the argument pretty clearly that TCU's got a better, better resume as it sits right now compared to an Alabama. Also want to highlight too, an LSU being number 10 guys. That's a farce, and that's just that's just ESPN TV propaganda. I, I don't like being this guy. I'm not normally this person. I'm never like really the blame, once again, never to blame the media guy. LSU's lost to FSU and got curb stomped, and SF, FSU's fine, and got curb stomped, absolutely curb stomped in their game uh, that they had against Tennessee. Uh, UCLA's had a really good season. UCLA should be ahead of them. You know, I'm not even sure if Ole Miss is that good. I might even put Ole Miss. Well, obviously they played a head-to-head, but LSU's got the two losses. You know what I mean? LSU belongs with where Kansas State is, where Utah is, where Penn State is, with those two lost teams right now. I know they look a lot better, but to me, that, that ranking was done really to prop up the matchup this week uh, between uh, LSU and Alabama, more so than a, uh, you know, a statement of how good LSU has been. Oklahoma State, nice to see they didn't drop too far. I think Mike Gunn, he's getting a lot of respect. I feel like last week's game was kind of just a throwaway to be honest and they could have put them even further down, but no, they're still in the top 20. Uh Texas at number 24 is uh is interesting. That feels like once again, like this is mentioned I listened to listening to Bud Elliott on the Cover 3 podcast and made a great point. And this was been said by Heather Heather Denich sometimes. It's also been said um by Adam Rittenberg, like no team has ever gone from higher than 16 uh, in the initial rankings to go and win the college ball playoff. It's just not happened before. And really what they do with those back part of the rankings. One more word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you are somebody you know is struggling with chronic sweating, Sweatblock is here to help. They've got doctor made, doctor recommended wipes that have even been used on the Rachel Ray show. They will help you reduce sweat or you get your money back. That's right. You get to try these risk-free. What you have to do is go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 20% discount once again with that promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also great news, they're also available on Amazon. So you guys can find sweatblock Wipes there as well. Sweatblock, check them out today. Well, what they do with that back part of the ranking is they really use that as a kind of uh, tool to justify some of what's happening up ahead, right? They use that uh, those rankings to justify what's happening with uh, you know Alabama beat Texas, so they're going to be uh, you know it's going to justify them being up ahead. You got the LSU games so that'll just help justify them. they a top 10 win staying ahead of a TCU and an uh, Old Miss coming up there, too. Top 11 team, you know, they, they got trounced pretty good. It was a 25 point loss, uh, they took against uh, LSU and they're just right there behind them, you know. Uh, and, and once again, like, uh, you know, if, if, if that's if we're evaluating those two teams pretty evenly, LSU and Old Miss then why you know like uh if we think they're pretty even it, we're just discounting loss at this point right that's what we're doing we we are discounting a second lsu loss and basically looking at those teams as even which is unfair but i think if you're doing that you should evaluate kansas state who's also a two loss team and put them higher you know i i think that's that's something that we're doing so we're kind of just throwing out losses here for the sake of uh for the sake of you know just doing it it feels like uh, i don't know the stuff gets me riled up not always sure it makes 110% sense but like it just it frustrates me for TC the the goal was pretty simple i mean just keep winning right and the more you win the better off you'll you know you'll be down the stretch they've got games against Texas tech Baylor Texas all up in the schedule plus running the table would require them beating another you know, ranked team in the Big 12 championship game so obviously another potential notch in your belt and beating a team a second time too is not too bad so that's where we're at on that front all right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at L O Big Twelve. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Also, once again, one more note on this. Uh, LSU, the whole point, I know was, I was kind of contradicting myself with the LSU Old Miss thing. They should not be ranked there. Uh, they just shouldn't. It's SEC bias, is my whole point. Uh, you know, it's like two lost is ahead of a one lost team. One lost team should be ahead because they played. We're going to stick them together and everybody else has to, you know, uh, you know, suck it that is behind us. No, they shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be doing that. All right. Once again, that'll do it for today's show. Follow us on Twitter at LO Big 12. Find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show over your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.